Welcome to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. In chapter 55 of Isaiah, verse 11, God tells the prophet, So will my word be which goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me void without accomplishing what I desire and without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. Standing on this promise, T.D. Stubblefield Ministries is committed to sharing biblical principles with individuals, families, churches, communities, and our world, believing that only the Word of God can advance us in God's perfect plan for our lives, where we can experience liberating faith, lasting hope, and unconditional love in a relationship with the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Dr. T.D. Stubblefield with today's Advancing Word. There's a passage the Lord has deposited in my spirit from the Gospel of John, chapter 12, verses 20 through 28. I want to read this passage, this pivotal passage in the Word of God, in the Gospel of John, the fourth Gospel, in the NIV, the New International Version. Now, there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the feast. They came to Philip who was from Bethsaida in Galilee with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. Philip went to tell Andrew. Andrew and Philip in turn told Jesus. Jesus replied, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. The man who loves his life will lose it, while the man who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. I want to share for a few moments some reflections around this passage and its larger context in the Word of God. And I want to use for a subject, God's pay-per-view. Pay-per-view, or PPV, is a type of pay television service by which a subscriber of a television service provider can purchase events to view private telecasts. The channel or sponsor that shows the event at the same time to everyone ordering it, which allows viewers to see the recorded broadcast. Events can be purchased using an on-screen guide, uh, using the telephone, or through live customer service representatives. And they feature films, sports events, and a variety of entertainment. In the spiritual realm, this text constitutes a kind of pay-per-view situation. God the Father is the service provider, and Jesus is the subscriber. All of humanity has been invited to view the climactic salvation event, which culminates with the Son of God hanging helplessly and hopelessly on the cross and literally screaming out, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? 
this text and its larger context in the Gospel of John is a solemn, sobering reminder of the unfathomable cause of the salvation that God has provided to a broken world. My and your salvation, brothers and sisters, comes at a price, at a high price. In the words of the old hymn of the church, Jesus paid it all. And all to him I owe sin has left a crimson stain and he has watched it white as snow. The Greeks are Gentiles who came to the Passover feast desiring to see Jesus would receive an unexpected response to their inquiry. They saw Jesus, but what he said to them echoes down the centuries of time to every generation of believers. Jesus offered a definitive response to the question that Isaiah the prophet raised centuries earlier in his magnificent, moving, messianic message when he said, as he launches chapter 53 of that prophecy, who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Who would have thought God's saving power looks like this? Jesus is the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And during his earthly ministry, he unconditionally subscribed to the Father's plan and paid for the view that establishes him for all time and eternity as the champion of our salvation. And therefore, Jesus is the spiritual template for anyone who is seriously considering seeing him in the essence of who he is and becoming salt and light in this world that has become so antagonistic to the gospel and to the church. When we examine the corridors and contours of this text and look at God's pay-per-view, there are three principles I want to share. First of all, sacrifice the mystery of the cross. That's verses 20 through 24. In this passage, Gentile or Greek visitors are the third group of people that interact with Jesus. They were God-fearers. And they had come to Jerusalem to worship during the Passover feast. God-fearers attended the synagogue and they sought God's truth in his word, but they were not converts of Judaism which would require that they be circumcised. Consistent with the universal tone of John's gospel, more and more the ministry of Jesus is having at this stage crossover appeal. As non-Jews sought him out and identified him as the savior of the world, they come to Philip. Perhaps because Philip has a Greek name and perhaps because he could speak their language But they come to him literally asking. In fact, we miss the force of it in the original. They keep on asking. They are persistently asking for the privilege of having an audience with the Lord. They were relentless. And they were not prepared to take no for an answer. 
They had heard about Jesus. They had heard about his miracles. And they had most recently heard how he brought Lazarus back from the dead. And what Jesus does in the company of these relentless inquirers is he does not give them so much an audience. What he does is give them an addition. He, he really auditions them because what he does is challenge them around the commitment that they have. What are you willing to do to truly know me? What are you willing to do to truly see me? What are you willing to do to truly love me? Are you willing to pay the pay-per-view charge? What are you willing to pay to really know him? What are you really willing to pay to serve him? And so what Jesus does is use the image of a grain of seed. Jesus reveals to his determined inquisitors the mystery of the cross. The hour has come that the Son of Man be glorified, but that glory comes through suffering. The seed of my life, Jesus says to them, has to be planted in the soil of God's will in order to bring forth the plant of God's provision and the harvest of souls that will come. The ancient kings rode to their thrones on magnificent horses or chariots ornately pulled with all the pomp and circumstances of royalty. Jesus stumbled to his throne, bruised, battered, bleeding, carrying a cross on his shoulder and wearing a crown of thorns on his head. Serving the Lord will pay off. It'll pay off after a while, but it will cost you something. Jesus said to his disciples, whosoever will come after me, let him or her deny himself, herself, and pick up their cross every day and follow me. This is the mystery of the cross you live by dying. You grow up and you go up by giving up. Except a grain of wheat fall in the ground and die. It does not bring forth fruit. In a recent newsletter published by Focus on the Family, it reported the tragic murder of 21 men, 20 Egyptian Coptic Christians and one Ghanaian who were brutally murdered by Islamic terrorists among the poorest of the poor. They had been working as day laborers in Libya when they were kidnapped by Islamic State forces. They were poor and they were penniless with only their faith in Jesus Christ who they believed died for them. And they died, all 21 of them died, because even under torture, they would not deny, they would not deny that they knew Jesus as their Savior. A few days after their murder, Christian relief workers visited their families in the village where these men live. And in this village, 90% of the people are illiterate. And their only knowledge of the Bible is limited. They're not blessed like us. 
limited to memory and tradition. And what they found was truly amazing. They found family members praising God for the deaths of their loved one and even expressing gratitude to ISIS for being the instrument God used to usher their beloved into God's presence. Except a grain of wheat fall in the ground, it does not bring forth. God's pay-per-view costs something. So sacrifice the mystery of the cross, but there is another movement. Surrender the message of the cross. Surrender the message of the cross. This is verse 25. Listen to what Jesus says. He's saying not only do you live by dying, but you find or keep by losing. If you love your life, this is the Living Bible translation of it. If you love your life down here, you will lose it. If you despise your life down here, you will exchange it for eternal glory. Jesus states in unmistakable terms that following him requires exclusive commitment. He's not advocating that you hate yourself or hate your family, but what he's challenging his listeners to do, you've got to put God's first. If you want the pay-per-view situation, you've got to be willing to renounce any allegiances, loyalties, or desires that comes in front of God. A few weeks ago, we considered the case of a rich young ruler who came to Jesus, and Jesus said to him, he says, now, if you really want to follow me, if you really want to see me, go sell what you have and give it to the poor. And the Bible says he went away sorrowful. He went away sad because he had great possessions. That's the way Mark describes it in Mark chapter 10. He said he had great possessions. The real thing is great possessions had him. I looked at all my little stuff, all my little stuff, and I counted dumb that I might win Christ, that I may know him and be found in him. Know the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings. So the words of my favorite hymn expresses the concept very well. All to Jesus, I surrender. All to him, I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in the presence of him daily live. All to thee, my blessed Savior. He was that grain of wheat that fell in the ground and died. All to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender all. God's pay-per-view, sacrifice is the mystery of the cross. Surrender is the message of the cross. But there's one other movement. Serving, this is verse 26, is the ministry of the cross. What does it cost to subscribe to God's pay-per-view? What must we do to see Jesus and for others to see Jesus living in us? What compels us to join the Apostle Paul in the select symphonic salutation that rings out, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and died for me. What does it take? 
We must sacrifice, which is the mystery of the cross. We must surrender, which is the message of the cross. But we must serve, which is the ministry of the cross. Whosoever, in verse 26, Jesus says this, whosoever serves me must follow me. And where I am, my servant also will be. My father will honor the one who serves me. I found something very interesting about this verse. Sometimes we miss deep truths because we read the scriptures so fast. See, in my limited mind, the order of this sentence, this phrase in particular, would be, whosoever follows me must serve me. Whosoever follows me must serve me. But that is not what the verse says. The verse says, whosoever serves me must follow me. Jesus is saying that serving comes before seeing. If you want to see him, you serve him. He says, now, whosoever serves me will follow me. Serving the Lord creates the imperative, it says must, and provides the incentive for following the Lord. You want to see Jesus? Serve him. You want to know him? Serve him. You want to love Jesus for real? Serve him. You want to be like Jesus? Serve him. Serving is the pay-per-view cost for our up-close and personal experience of the Lord's pardon, power, provision, and promise. You know, Dr. Albert Schweitzer, great, notable in Christian history of a former era, he shocked his friends and his loved ones when he walked away from a very distinguished career in theology and music to become a missionary and a doctor in the heart of Africa. He refused to listen to the appeals of his friends to stay in Europe. And some years later, when he visited America in New York City, hardened reporters were awed by the sight of this brawny but gentle doctor. One of them asked, did he ever regret the sacrifice he made for the native people of Africa. He responded, that was no sacrifice. I am one of the greatly privileged. Servants must follow the Lord. That's the cost of the pay-per-view encounter. Jesus is consistently teaching this principle throughout the gospel. According to John, the first miracle that Jesus performs is he turns water into wine. Bible says that he took large containers of water. And what he did was he just spoke to the water. See, that's how good God is and what God does. Uh, he, he just spoke to the water. We shouldn't be surprised because back in the aeons of creation, he spoke to the water, and the water stood up. He spoke to the water, and the water was turned into 
the best wine that has ever been made. What I like, and every time I read it in John 2, it says in parenthesis that the servants knew where the wine came from. The bride didn't know. The groom didn't know. The governor didn't know. But the servant knew where the wine came from. And I just want to leave this morning by asking you a question. Is there any service in the house? Are there any service in the house that know where the wine come from? Is there any service in the house? You have been listening to Advancing Word with Dr. T.D. Stubblefield. We pray that you have been encouraged with what your ears have heard and your hearts have felt. Explore our website at tdstubblefield.org for more information about us and to obtain resources provided by T.D. Stubblefield Ministries. Until next time, be blessed and remember to stop stressing and start stepping, advancing in faith, hope, and love by reading and applying the Word of God so you can stand on certain truth for uncertain times.